On this Q&A episode, Oliver asks us what it takes to create a portfolio that actually brings in new long-term clients. And since Clay and I are real marketing geeks, we have quite a few ideas for turning your sleepy portfolio into a client-converting machine. It's all on today's show, and it starts right now. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. You're listening to a Q&A episode where listeners like you from around the world write in to ask us questions about freelancing or building an agency. We've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. Just submit your question at freelance2founder.com slash ask and we'll do our best to answer it. And we'll be right back with today's question right after this. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You hear us talking on the show all the time about social media and the importance of marketing yourself online as you grow your business. That's because social has played a huge role in both of our businesses as we've grown them, but actually getting customers from your social accounts to your website and ultimately to make a purchase can sometimes be more difficult than it should be. If you need a simple solution, I recommend you try getting a .bio domain from Porkbun. That's .bio, .bio. You can put it in your LinkedIn bio. You can put it wherever you want to put it so that people can get directly to your website. We've partnered with Porkbun a lot over the years for two reasons. First of all, we trust them and they offer better deals on domain names than anyone else that we know about. And right now you can get a .bio domain name for less than $3 at Porkbun. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a short, memorable, and professional .bio domain name to share yourself with the world. Just visit porkbun.com slash freelance or click the link in this episode's description. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com slash freelance and you can get a .bio domain for $3 right now. All right, Clay, so I have a question that came across uh, via email today, and uh, it's from Oliver Gray. He says, I came across your website through watching a video on the YouTube channel. First of all, thanks so much for watching, Oliver. We'll link to our YouTube channel in the the, uh, description of this episode. But Oliver says, I'm a freelance social media graphic designer, and I'm looking for help on how to effectively create a graphic design portfolio and then go on to gain and retain clients. So for me, it seems like a very um, 
basic question, mm-hmm. but, but maybe something that a lot of brand new freelancers are wondering. And it's like, look, I do a little bit of freelancing. I really don't know where to start to build a good portfolio. So I wanted to ask you today, Clay, what are some elements in your mind? What comes to mind immediately when you say elements of a <clears throat> of a successful freelance portfolio? And, and Oliver's a graphic designer, but I think some of these elements will apply to writers, marketers, developers, whatever. But what are elements of a good portfolio? Um, so I, I can think of a couple things. One is one is uh you want to make sure to have a i guess this this is all relative to your business right so like if you're already if your business is already in a niche or niche just making sure your portfolio reflects that mm-hmm. um but not but but in addition to that making sure to have a variety of different like styles because Every single company has a different brand personality. Mm-hmm. So I, I would actually say, like, because one of the number one things that uh, from small business owners when it comes to outsourcing their social media, uh, whether it's graphics or posting, whatever, is they want to make sure it's on brand. Yeah. That's, that's the point. biggest thing. At the same time, they don't want to do that shit themselves, right? So I think if your portfolio can reflect like actually not, not just like a collection of graphics, right? That's fine. But what I would do is I would actually create a graphic and then next to it explain, okay, here's this company. Here's her, here's their brand and their brand voice and personality. This is why I came up with this style of graphic Mm -hmm. to reflect that. I love that. I think so often, particularly graphic designers, but I've seen writers do this. Too often, we fall victim to gallery syndrome. Yes. Right, where we we just like, oh man, like I hate the portfolios that you go to and the front page, it might look super cool to a designer, right? But it's just like square thumbnails mm-hmm. of a million projects. And it's, and it's like there's no information, there's no value add you know, no explanation of the value that you added to your client's business or anything like that. It's just thumbnails and you click on it. It gives you like a little light box and you see it bigger and there's no information. And it's like clients care what it looks like. Yes, but they're not hiring a fine artist, right? Right. They're hiring in this case, they're hiring a graphic designer or same with a writer. Like I've seen so many writers portfolios where it's just like a link to the article, link to the article, include, include, I, my advice always is like make each one sort of a mini case study. I'd rather you have like three to five great mini case studies than a yeah. hundred images with no information attached. Yeah. You don't need a hundred. You you only need no. three to five, like ten no, at yeah. the max. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, I agree with you. It's I think it's the difference between a technician who knows how to use a so- a graphic design software and make stuff pretty versus an actual brand and graphic design consultant. Yes. Yeah. We've talked about this in an episode called You're an Expert Charge for It or something like that. Mm-hmm. We should really number our episodes so I can say like in episode 127, but we haven't done that. <laughs> but it would be great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like char- you're an expert charge for it or something because what you want to show them is you can do more than just 
especially, oh man, you think about in design and writing, especially with AI coming on the scene, yep. you want to be able to show that you can solve those problems much better than, than AI. you know, an AI designer can. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, uh, what I was going to say is there, there's another, I, I'd hate to like, in the graphic design world, there's <laughs> there's people that know how, like every single one of them know to, they know how to use the software, right? Yeah, but right. not everyone knows how to do the consulting, the branding side of things, right? The creative. Um, yeah. And I hate to say it, but where and this is just from my experience. Sorry, I don't mean any offense if any if this is anybody listening, but these graphic designers that lack that that branding consulting like kind of uh skill set they go to sign companies that's where mm. they work yeah we used to call these uh production designers i'm, I'm yeah, sure that's still a term that's designers. used right it's just yeah. like it's like that your employer actually doesn't or or your client actually doesn't want you to think through any of the strategy mm-hmm. they've already hired and paid someone else way more than you to think through it and they just want you to like move some pixels around yep. and and I think that's going to go away, right? Because yep. AI bots are going to be able to do it. Um, yep. They're going to be able to look at one thing that has all your branding on it, and they're going to be able to design a hundred things that look just like it, or that are meaning that match the branding. Um, oh yeah, with a way, single crop. way faster. Yes, way faster than you can. <laughs> yeah. What What was the? Did he ask like how to market himself? He did say, like, I want to build a good portfolio and then use it to gain and retain clients. So that's that's definitely worth discussing. Yeah. There, there's just one thing that, like, an idea. I came across this graphic designer's um, Instagram. I don't remember the handle. But she's a, she's a logo designer. And all her Instagram feed is, is she takes professional sports teams' logos and revamps them for content. Oh, interesting. And they are so much better than the actual <laughs> real logos. And anyways, it caught on. And she has like, I swear, this is how she makes money now. She doesn't make money off of logos. She makes money off of being an influencer now. Yeah. And so anyways, I was thinking that like, you know, if uh, if you need to build up like a, quote unquote portfolio or you just use it for social content. I would still do the case studies and have those as evergreen content on your website. Um but like as far as social content, this actually might be a pretty fun thing to do. I'm not I'm not saying do sports teams, but like pick some brands, like really well-known brands. Yeah. And just see what you can do and say, "Hey, this particular brand, maybe it's like I don't know, Target or McDonald's or whoever, yeah. uh, Gucci, and 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 do like you can do a little case study is hey, based off their personality and like who they cater to, this is the way I would create a social post or a social graphic. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or and even could, like I think it'd be cool to take like so you find clients that would kind of be in your target audience, like Target might not be in your target audience, right? Right. But you find and you find like really bad social graphics that they've shared, just like poorly designed, poor messaging. Oh, that's a good just, idea. Right. And then you and then you show how you would fix it. 
um, mm-hmm. and show the whole process. There's this YouTuber. I, I can't remember his name. We're doing a really bad job promoting our fellow uh, creatives and entrepreneurs here. But <laughs> um, there's this YouTuber who redesigns packaging for uh, like, you know, he'll redesign like a Cheetos bag or something. And he, he on YouTube, he shows the whole process. Like he screencasts it. And he's really entertaining and, and engaging, which is going to be critical here. But it's fun to watch him like rebuild these things, and they often come out better than the original, right? So, mm-hmm. sort of a very similar, yeah, very similar thing. Just getting a lot of attention because now these two people we've talked about—the the logo designer, the package designer—they can probably get just about any client they want in a certain target audience, right? Like, oh, for sure. You know, when when you have a million YouTube subscribers or whatever. Um, there's a certain there's a certain amount of clout and confidence that comes with that, and you can then charge more. You can you can say no yeah. to more clients. You can get the kinds of clients that you want. So, yeah. I would add to I would add to that. I think that is a fantastic um, little segment there. I would add to that coming back to the portfolio piece. Too many freelancers build their portfolio and don't think through like the the flow that leads to the call to action that leads to the conversion, right? So mm, mm-hmm. coming back to like this gallery syndrome, they just have a gallery and maybe like a contact link at the top. It just says contact or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just think you can be so much smarter about maybe making a chat widget or maybe making a, a, a really great uh, contact page that really sells them, um, making it super easy. Like not, I, I hate portfolios that they ask you 300 questions before you can actually submit uh, your, the contact form. Like what's your budget? What's, yeah. you know, and if, you know, if, if you really have the problem that you have too many, my friend Ian, Ian Paget, he's a logo designer. He does legitimately have the problem that he gets too many requests. And so he has to filter people out. Most of us don't have that problem. Right. So unless you have to filter them out, don't ask all those questions, just get their contact information and then reach out to them. But I yeah. think we don't think through that flow enough, you know? Yeah. Uh, on top of that, one idea I would, I think it's worth testing, could totally backfire, totally backfire. So full disclaimer, um, <laughs> is on your portfolio, you could put a, put a, like a, a submission, right? Like a, uh, like give me your email, then like your website and your name. And I'll create one social graphic for you. Mm, that's a cool idea. As a test, right? As the, like a test run. Yeah. Now, this could totally backfire and you get a whole bunch of people. But I don't think I, – I just, I just think in my head, I wouldn't sign up just because I'm getting one for free, right? Hey guys, you've got enough tough decisions to make every month as you grow your business. Picking your next great book to read should not be one of them. With Book of the Month, you can forget about the hassle of browsing through endless shelves or scrolling infinitely through an overwhelming amount of book options online. Book of the Month simplifies the process of finding the next great thing to read by offering a carefully selected lineup of five to seven titles to pick from each month. From gripping thrillers to heartwarming romance and everything in between, I'm personally really excited about this new announcement from Book of the month curated audiobooks since you're listening to podcasts i assume that you like audiobooks and you're like me you're more of a downloader than a page turner and this is your moment i'm right here with you i've picked out my selections for march already and you can too joining book of the month is super easy very affordable plus for a limited time new members can get their first book for just 9.99 with code chirp visit bookofthemonth.com now to pick your next great read that's bookofthemonth.com with promo code chirp c h i r p or click the link in our show description. I, I, I don't think I would. 
um, at me as a as a potential buyer, like that, that's not worth it to me. If you know, if I wanted to like get a yeah. free graphic, it's more it's more to like see what the work would be. Yeah, yeah, than to and just so, get the one free graphic is what you're saying. Yeah, so like I don't think people are going to take advantage of it. Um, and and here's the the caveat is it's free reign to you, so people can't just say, "Hey, I want a free graphic." That's specific to this event that I'm running, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's somebody who's trying to get a bunch of free work. Yeah. So all you do is give, like, ask for name, email, website, that's it. Mm. And so that way it's free reign to you. That way you have full creative. And what I like about this is that, and a lot of people might think, well, you know, you're spending some time actually doing this for free. And I think about, okay, you can either do this for free um, and get a whole bunch of leads, right? And spending some time mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the cost per acquisition to gain an actual client, if you don't do it this way, you know, it actually costs you, it might cost you a lot more than, than one, the time to create one free graphic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Particularly if you're really good at it um, and really fast at it. And, and I think, yeah, I think I agree with you. So often we are so repulsed by the idea of free work that we just like say no free work, no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. But free work can be a great way to get your foot in the door with someone. You know what? We're like coming back to this social content piece, right? Imagine if you put this all together. Someone visits your portfolio. They like your work. They sign up for this free graphic. You then record yourself or document yourself somehow oh, creating this yes. free graphic. You post that to social. That goes out to more people. And they come back and order their free graphic. Meanwhile, you send this client and, and you're sending... 20 free graphics a week, which is really not that mm-hmm. many. Let's say it takes but you But you have content hour. at the same time. You have content at the same time. You were going to do the content anyway, mm-hmm. right? So like, so now all of a sudden you, you're, you're sending out, yeah, content on the one side, nurturing you're, you're leads on the other your, side. You're building your list. You're building your email time. list. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea. I think it's worth testing. Absolutely. Oliver, you should try that and you should let us know how it goes because we think we are we are really smart. <laughs> no but seriously like that's something i would totally do i think i think it makes a lot of sense particularly if you really want to do that content piece and if and then who doesn't want to grow their list and grow their leads so yep awesome oh uh clay thanks so much for taking the time today man i think that's been hopefully that's been helpful oliver thanks so much for writing and if you want to uh, have your question answered on one of our q a episodes like this you can visit freelance to founder.com slash ask we'd love to answer your question as best we can and uh, Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. I've been Preston with Milo.co. Thanks so much. We'll see ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Poglomerate. You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, the Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at FreelanceToFounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit FreelanceToFounder.com or search FreelanceToFounder wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for now. Until next time, see ya. We will see you guys on the next episode of Freelance to Founder. Freelance to Founder.